where it would be talking about our shittiest moments, but always making jokes around it. And it's what you do. I feel like it's what everyone does with their friends. It's like, you never sit there and go, this is shit, I'm going to cry. You go, this is shit, I'm going to cry, crack a joke halfway in between, snot cry, and then crack another joke. Hello everyone and welcome to Chai with Rai, a life and culture podcast diving into the mindset and business of being a creative. I'm your host Rai and each week I bring you a guest or a fruitful message from the creative industry all while sipping and spilling some hot chai. Why? Because all good things happen around a hot cup of chai. Now, if you haven't done so, make sure to subscribe to the podcast so you never miss an episode. If you love this podcast and are listening to this on Spotify, Apple Podcasts, Audible, or wherever you are streaming this podcast from, if you could do me a kind favor and make sure to rate the podcast down below and share it on your stories, on social, and spread the word. It organically grows the show and connects us with listeners who haven't tuned in before. And overall, as I always say, it just shares the love. Also, if you haven't done so already, you can now become a patron, aka a supporter of Chai With Rai, by signing up up on Patreon for five pounds, or as I love saying it in this accent, five dollars and fifty cents. Each month, your subscription will help support the show, but also get you exclusive BTS footages, that is behind the scenes footages, and some extra juicy bits. I will put the link for the Patreon channel as well as all the other info in the description of this episode, so make sure to check that out. However, as per tradition, let's warm up our cuppers. Let me know what you're sipping on as you listen to this episode. Slide into my DMs, tag me in your stories. I love hearing your reviews on the episodes. I love seeing your tags and what you're sipping on as you listen to these episodes. Because winter is coming, so I need some like inspiration of what winter drinks to have whilst I do these interviews and sip on these chats. So yeah, let me know, inspire me with some stuff, but let's welcome into our ears, into our lives, the cast and creators behind Asian Girls in Therapy, Gurjuk, Megan, and Rax. I like to start the show with a bit of a game. Oh, nice. It gets going. It's a zips up boing, but no, I'm joking. <laughs> <laughs> How's this going to work? <laughs> yeah, that is true. How would zips up boing work digitally? You just do it at the screen, but nobody knows who you're pointing at. That is true. Did you guys do anything online during Central? And oh my God, Rax, you went to not Central. You went to... We all did no, go to Central. I did go to Central, yeah. You did? Okay. Oh, that was going to be one of my questions, which is how did you all meet? Because I feel like Rax was the other person that was not in Central, but then... That you... was Noella. Yeah. I like Noella. Got yeah. it, got it, got it. All right, well, well we're going to play games. The games used to be Five Second Rule because I watched the Ellen DeGeneres show and she played it there. And I was like, this is a fun game. Puts people on spot. And I'm going to do five seconds basically the premise is you do three things in five seconds so if i was to say what are the first three things you do after waking up and i start doing this you have to list three things you do as soon as you wake up even if that's shitting because i have to take a big dump straight as soon as i get up (laughs) so if i feel like you're good with five seconds i might take five seconds out and we'll just do a very quick one so yeah. who wants to uh, who wants to volunteer as tribute to go I'll, first? I'll volunteer as tribute. I'll do it. Aha! Well done. All right. This is your rapid round slash five second rule. So we'll do a test run and then we'll go into the same thing. Um, Rax, what are three things you do before you go to sleep in five seconds? Go. Watch TV. Watch my phone. And ah! About- ah! <laughs> That's so hard. <laughs> you gotta do it quickly all right this is a game i play with my friends i'm gonna give you let's say a little bit longer than five seconds maybe let's say 10 seconds so i think this game is hilarious the world is ending okay imagine water submerging and taking over the world everything is getting filled up with water okay what are current three scale sets that you possess or things that you're bringing to the table to save humanity? Oh, I'm good under pressure. I'm actually good at leading and I'm a really good swimmer. Oh, that was less than t- well done. I think this is so hilarious. People are always like, I can fight. I, I have a brain. I can cook. <laughs> can you? All right. List three things that are so good about being a Latino girl. Okay. And three not so great things about being a Latino girl. Go. Uh, we're really good at dancing. Um, oh my God. Uh, the culture is amazing. Uh, and we are, uh, we're very spicy. That's very stereotypical. <laughs> All right, go. I'll give you some more time. What are three so challenging things about being a Latino? Latino. Uh, no, sorry. 
like so bad things about being a latino you get um there's the stereotypes there is the uh well oh my god wow this is so difficult and i'm not even having a countdown i'm not taking a countdown. <laughs> why right. is it so hard okay i'll let you go i'll let you go this is your last question pick either gurjuth or megan which one do you want gurge i'm just saying gurjuth for some reason yeah, yeah no you can say gurjo they used to calling me gurge but gurjo i have anglified your name and called you gurjuth what, <laughs> what do you want to call it's okay. it People think I'm French, so they go Gajo really Gajo. confidently. And it's oh. like, really, no. <laughs> I'm like the most Punjabi name alive. <laughs> Gurjuta. <laughs> yeah. Or do you say Gurjuth? Because some people also do Gurjuth. No, just Gurjo. Like Gurjuth would have be how my parents say it, but yeah. Gurjo. I also thought since Rax was Latin, I was like, was it, is it like Rax? Rax? No, so actually, Rax is my nickname. My actual name is Raquel. Can I just call you Raquel then? <laughs> yeah, you can if you want to. Yeah. That is so much easier. <laughs> so much easier. All right, well, you pick Gurge. Um, So you have to describe Gurge to me in three ways. However, not in as in like physical trait or personality types. I'm going to give you three categories and you have to describe her in those three categories as a food as a color and as a drink, okay? In five seconds, go. As a food, chili paneer. As a color, purple. And as a drink, rum and coke. Ah! That's good. <laughs> did you get it right? Yes, you did. <laughs> All right. Well, you're next then. So, Yay. Super. so what are three things you do as you wake up, straight away, out of bed, go? Um, I listen to music. I dance to the music. I then do my brush. Nice. Mm -hmm. <laughs> listen to the music i dance to the music i am the music <laughs> all right this is your question as well world is ending water submerging what are three current skill sets that you have or three things that you can do to save humanity well i can't save humanity because i can't swim so we're fucked but i can give you motherly hope i can like bring you in and like sing you goodbye as you die and you know you will have a great last few seconds of dying because you're gonna be somewhere warm and safe in your last few seconds of life. This looks wow. like has everybody watched Titanic? Yeah. Yeah, you're the orchestra. You're yeah. The <laughs> yeah. The ship is literally tipping and Kurt is still singing. I mean, that's the only thing I can offer because I feel like yeah, I just die really. It's all right, fab. Why not? Um. Okay. List three amazing things about being an Asian girl, and three not so amazing things. Go. Three amazing things is our music. It's our food, and it's the fact that people haven't actually fully welcomed us into the industry. So I feel like we've got so much more to show for. So exciting. Three not so amazing things about being an Asian girl. People haven't seen our full potential on screen and on stage. So I feel like they underestimate us sometimes. I guess the normal stereotypes that you have to be one set thing. And the other thing is, oh my gosh, all our childhood pictures are so much oily hair and not a laugh, pretty I, face. <laughs> I, I thought you were going to choose on body hair because if I was asked that question, I'd be saying, yeah, body hair. Body hair, yeah. Mine's is all like oil slick back hair, but then it looks like I have no hair in all of my pictures. And I'm like, oh no, I look like a boy. Yeah, but you don't know that might come back in fashion. Back in the day, mm. it's this like pencil eyebrow situation. And now true. it's all about like thick eyebrows. So you never know. Body hair was a good one. I should have said body hair. Body yeah. hair was a good one. It's okay. All right, pick one. Which one are you going to pick? Raquel or Megan? Ah, uh, Megan. All right. Well, you have to describe Megan three ways. As a food, <laughs> as a drink, as a color. Go. As food, um, eggs, boiled eggs. Um, As a color, Megan is orange. And as, what was the other one? Drink. Drink. As a drink? What the hell do you drink? Water. <laughs> <laughs> Megan's just water. <laughs> Did, is, that, is that touching it or not really? To be fair, she's right. Because I love eggs. My favorite color is orange. And I only ever drink water. I've never seen Megan drink anything else. <laughs> green tea, maybe. But... Oh, shit. Green tea, yeah. But you didn't go there. Therefore, you lose points. Oh. <laughs> <laughs> it have been unagi. unagi. <laughs> All right, let's go, Meg. 
You're next. Three things you do before going to sleep. I call my dad. I call my mom. I call my sister. In that order? Yes. Dad always first because I want to get him out of the way. <laughs> <laughs> and mom and then sister because it's like the longest. My question is, what is there no just one house call that you can make like a conference call? No. So my family is so busy. They will never answer our family WhatsApp call. I have to call them separately. But also it makes them think that I'm thinking of them specially. Uh... So I call them personally. Wow, that's nice. I just feel yeah. like, no. <laughs> All right, the world is ending. All right, water. What are three current skill sets that you have or three things that you bring into the table to save humanity? Go. I can swim. I love the sea. And I will sacrifice myself for you if I have to. Wow. Aww. That's a good, that's a good one. That's a good one. All right, three amazing things about being an Asian girl and three not so amazing things about being an Asian girl. Same, the food, um, our clothes, our traditional clothes, I love them. And also, I feel like an Asian girl always have a big family. So you I, I feel, I like that. Not so good things. Personally, um, for Chinese, you have to hide your emotions. You just, you can't show them. You always have to be respectful to anyone even strangers which i find a bit odd and um well i'm tiny so people just think i'm like forever 16. Yes, that but you like my best friend who's literally like this show gets clothes from the kids area <laughs> and, and my next question to you now is when was the last time you shopped in the kids or the teenage department let's not lie here let's not lie here it's fine <laughs> it's cheaper and it's cuter <laughs> Okay, I haven't shopped in a long time. I, I have shopped, I, I have not shopped. Coming to London, it's easier to shop at the kids section because, you know, okay. But back in Asia, I can't do that because Asian kid size, I can't. But okay. in London, I can So I can't remember now. So I'm going to say I don't Megan, know. you just came back from holiday, man. <laughs> you totally went shopping. I know, there's lies happening. I can feel <laughs> the lies. It's just, it's just personal. Okay, I'm kidding. I, I, yeah. It's a trigger. It's a trigger, you guys. It's a trigger. To be very fair, I have not shopped in Croatia because I went on a holiday. I did not shop. I was too busy enjoying the sea and hiking that I forgot that I had clothes and I needed clothes. So. Wait, rude question as this may be. Hmm. I feel judged if I get the Happy Meal at McDonald's. Because <laughs> it's just for kids. So if you're perceived as one, does that mean you're okay? They don't judge you? I ask for it. <laughs> Can I have a happy meal, please? I I'd be happy either way. I, I mean, would. if I'm if I'm five one, people think I'm yeah. So I might as well embrace it. Why not? Why not? All right. This is your last question. So you're describing Raquel in three ways: as a food, as a color, or as a drink. Food is her nachos. A uh, color is rainbow, and as a drink, protein shake. <laughs> Are you really into protein shakes, pal? No. no. Sorry, I'll keep it really short. Every time we have rehearsals, this woman, yeah, will I'll be like, Mix, and I have some water. I'm like, why? Oh, I'm drinking my protein shake. And she will always ask at the moment when I'm about to relax. When I'm, oh, she's like, oh, Max, can I have water? And I'm like this. But, 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 but. Oh, it's that's how you really felt, huh? <laughs> I see yeah. how it is. I see how it is. <laughs> funny because she'll put it in the thing and she'll yeah. be really careful and then she'll just it's just funny i don't know why i'm i'm protein shake it's just her protein shake just comes together well if you guys are doing a next reiteration and it gets to a bigger scale i think i know the present that you should get raquel which is one of those smoothie makers the usb ones which you literally just are like small like that and they just drill themselves it's like literally so yeah there oh, you that's go. cool. Yeah, Max be... is bombasted. <laughs> <laughs> that'll be the present. That'll be your next production present. That'll be rap gift. Yeah, that would be. That's your birthday present, right? Yeah, there well, you thanks. go. <laughs> When's your birthday? The 14th of February. I remember that, you guys. Remember that. It's yeah. Valentine's Day, yeah. yeah. Yeah, so remember that. It's not Valentine's Day anymore. It's her birthday. It's Rack's Day. Rack's <laughs> Day. All right. Well, let's get into some deep, meaningful conversations. Before we start, interested to know how y'all met at central do you remember the first day and when did you think this is going to be a thing and also where did the title asian girls therapy came from and what else were the names so go right i'll start with the name no how we met we all met in central Gertrude and rex will go into detail on how they met but 
I, I, me and Gurdjieff were one of the last few to enter the group because we just didn't know where the where where everyone was. So that's how I met them. And Gurdjieff can continue the rest of the story because I keep laughing about that. Uh, but the agent was in therapy. The name it was only that name because Gurdjieff was like, "Megs, wouldn't it be funny if we made a play about our misery called Agent Goes in Therapy?" And then, uh, and then we just never changed it because. It, it is literally what it is. Asian Ghost in Therapy. And it was on a phone call. And that phone call literally happened in October, September 2021, 20, I think. Yeah, 2021. And, and then I and then it just grew into into this beautiful stage. So that is the name. Okay. How I met Megan and Rags. I mean, Rags knows this story because the first time I saw Rags in my head, I was like, oh, she's a pretty bitch. <laughs> <laughs> You know, cause, you know, people say you don't look and you make a judgment. I'm a Virgo. I make a judgment, okay? I am. And so I saw Rax and Rax was like with her long, you know, luscious hair and Rax was like sat there. And now I know Rax well enough to know that she was just shitting bricks. But like at that point, she looked really like composed. Like this is where I was born to be, you know? And so I was just like, oh my gosh, she's going to be the pretty bitch of the class. Cool. And Megan, I met her in the hall that day where everyone had like joined the Facebook group. So everyone knew each other. So we're like all mingling. But me and Megan hadn't, clearly. So I stood on a side, Megan sat down on a side and I was just like, oh, like, should I talk to her? But what if she isn't in the class and she's in one of the other like streams? So like, how do I go about this? But I was too scared. And every time I looked her way, she would look away. So then I just decided to text my sister going, hey, can you just text me back so I look like I know, like I'm talking to somebody because I feel a bit sad and left down. And when me and Megan got to know each other, which of course was through having lunch together because Megan would come in with not one, not two, not three, but four Tupperware boxes of like a breakfast, lunch, dinner and a dessert for lunch, which is the only way to do it. And I would come in with my sad cheese sandwiches. That's when we got talking and we realised that Megan was actually doing the exact same thing. She was also <laughs> sat there on her phone texting her sister going, can you text me back? Because I don't know anybody here and I need to look like I know what I'm doing. <laughs> That's how me and Megan became good friends and we'd always have lunch together. Yeah, and Rax, I always thought was a pretty bitch, but she ended up being my roommate. <laughs> and then we lived together. And then we had the best time because me and Rax would just watch all of Camp Rock together. All of, like, everyone talks about like, you know, lockdown Rock. being really tough. We did Camp Rock. We did High School Musical. We did all of the Harry Potter series. We did She-Ra. We were living life. Honestly, the world was dying in COVID. And we were like in my bedroom, cocoon, with the world going, you know, we didn't know what was happening, but we were safe with She-Ra on Netflix <laughs> on my bed. Wait, wait, wait. So what was the first time that all three all got together? At Central, like it must have been during... No, no, it was lunch. It was actually when me, Rex and Gurdjieff actually really got close. It was actually on the bench at Central. Me and Gurdjieff were having lunch and then Rex would occasionally come up. And I think that one time we really got together is when all three of us were sat around the bench having lunch. Rex with her goddamn ham and cheese sandwich. She ate that for three bloody years, yeah? Red ham, cheese, red. No margarine, no butter, no, no, what the flipping Flip is that meal. Good job with her crisp sandwich, which looked miserable as well, and with a decent meal. I had rice. I had protein. I had vegetables. I even had dessert and an extra dessert. So Did you Megan ever offer to cook for them is my next question. Megan did it. We'd always be like, Megan, wow, yum, that's so good. And Megan would be like, yeah, I know. I woke up <laughs> five in the morning after my run to make this. And that would be our answer. That's it. My mom used to make chili paneer for you as well. Mom used to pack chili paneer up for these guys. And we used to have chili paneer and chore for lunch occasionally. So, so you and still do, actually. <laughs> mom will still make a box of tea for rats because she knows how much rats loves it. And every time rats comes over, tea is made. So we do share food. <laughs> Megan doesn't. Wait, wait, so share you share food, but rats, I have yet to hear what you share. And Megan, we just know that we know. We don't need to say anything more. I'm disappointed in your Asian hospitality right now. Pure judgment is what it is, Megan. Pure judgment. I can't believe it. It's what I think, you know, sandwiches. Bleh. Then do something about it. I'll, I'll see. I mean, Rex cooked me nachos, though. Her Oh, 
I even slept good food. I slept next to the nachos. That's <laughs> so right now people have cooked for you. You have yet to do anything <laughs> food related. No, Max does do um she she likes to bake stuff. So whenever she bakes stuff, because like during one of the rehearsals, when you did the black sesame cookies, oh my god, I ate the whole Tupperware. Oh. That was so good. Did you have you made to matcha see cookies it? as well? Oh, oh, you made the matcha cookies, green tea they cookies. Were really good. Wow. Um, can I be part of this rehearsal next time? <laughs> see, so I do cook for them. Okay, you I bake do. for them, and you get them water for their protein shake. <laughs> That is what you do. I think next rehearsal, is there going to be a next round? You want a next round, right? Or you guys are like, it's done to dust. We now. we plan for it to be a TV series. We're kind of um, pitching it now to right. any fiction for it to be a TV series. Right. So we're hoping, fingers crossed. But the stage production is still there. Like, I feel like it'll have their own life in a way. So the stage yeah. production is up and ready. It works. So if anybody wants to pick it up, come pick it up, you know? <laughs> Uh, well, I was going to say, next reiteration, you guys should do a part lock at Megan's. She should uh, host it. Uh-uh, yeah. uh-uh. I'm tired of <laughs> hosting these two in rehearsals for about four or five weeks. Done. Yeah, so rehearsals were done at Megs, so... us in. You loved having us. You know this. <laughs> Megs what? also had all the set of Asian Girls in Therapy, the people of Asian Girls in Therapy. We were always in Megan's. Everything took place in Megan's so hence okay. why Megan is probably like I'm ready to peace out <laughs> oh okay well this is taking a lot of the judgment away from me then <laughs> this is this is making you a saint now <laughs> yeah this is making you very much a saint and Thank all you. you two are bringing to the table is what chili paneer and nachos my nachos are famous like I ruined Gurdjieff because now every time that she tries nachos outside she's like they're not like Raxis. They're just not like Raxis. No, Raxis is like wholesome. Like, you know, you've got the, like, everything in it. Because mm. I'm vegetarian, so we don't get, like, the meat. So basically in veggie nachos, they just cut out the meat and they don't replace it with anything. Oh, oh, I should make you mine. I make really good nachos as well. So I get this like plant shiitake mushroom thing. So mm. I add that goat's cheese, blue cheese, sriracha. Like, it's it's all going on in there. Rax is like... Rax is dying. Ow, ow, ow. <laughs> I had jalapenos. It's delicious. It is literally delicious. And also the trick is to get the Doritos crisps. Mm. That is the trick. Yeah, because you can use the normal one, but like just the fattiness of the Doritos one. Just solves it. Rax, it's okay. I get it. You're judging me and I don't care. Just low key, just low key judging you. You can full like, key judge me. You can full key judge me. I'm coming <laughs> for your nacho throne. Well, let's talk about the show before we, this literally just turns up into the show about food, food, which I would love nothing more than to have a food about. Uh, have a show about food. Before we talk about the show, I came across this quote from Everything Theatre, which I just wanted to read, and I think it's one of you, t- one of you three saying this. I don't know who gave this, so I'm just gonna read the quote. Our portrayal of therapy is just one in a billion ways of how we cope with our mental health. Within a therapy setting like the Marvel Doctor Strange, this is a multi-universe version of these two Asian girls' experiences and as seen by Kiran and Chion's different experience with Dr. Sarah. Did I say the names right? Did I get anything right? Yeah. All right. Well, I... I saw the show. Thank you for sharing it. Whoever, sh- Goju, thank you for sharing the link with me. Nice. I'm assuming that was from the Vaults Festival show, Vaults. right? Yeah. yeah. Really good, really shot very well. Whoever shot, like, I know it's like static on one thing, but like with the lighting, I've seen some Vaults shows that are not that great because of the pixels. And this. Okay. Yeah, really well shot. So let's talk about a couple of things first. How did the show come to be other than on a WhatsApp call? Or or an actual call. It doesn't have to be WhatsApp. I got that. <laughs> um, yeah, how did the show come to be? Because in all of the interviews I was watching and reading, I didn't see where it started from. Mm-hmm. So I want to know where it came from, where was the R&D for it, how was the dramaturgy period, and what has changed from the Vault show to the Fringe show, and what was kept? Okay, so... Well, I think... Yeah, I think, Gertrude, you'll continue. I think what it all started was COVID happened after we graduated. And I was miserable because I wasn't getting any auditions. Gertrude was also miserable for her own reasons, <laughs> which she can say. But I, I was definitely feeling miserable. And she was just, she was brilliant. She just called me on the phone call, not WhatsApp. 
And she was like, what is it? It really just was a phone call. It was like, my life is shit. Da, da, da. I said, my life is shit. Da, da, da. And she was just like, let's make, let's make, write, write about it. And I sat there the next day at, I remember at midnight or 2 a.m. And I just thought of the first line, which was my roommate thinks I'm possessed because I feel like I'm possessed sometimes. And so that's how it all started. It all started with her idea, my initial reaction to it and my determination to get something out of me because I was so sad. So in my room, I wrote the first scene and I felt like that's how it came about, right? Yeah, yeah. Like I feel like at the time that it came about, I was I was wrapping up on a job and I'd gone through a breakup and I was like, oh my God, my life's ending. Because that's how you feel. Like, you know, when you go through a breakup, you're just like, I'm finished. I'm done. I'm ready to press quit. Like, I'm done. And I was just like, oh my gosh, like, this can't be happening to me. I'm delightful. You know what I mean? Like, what the actual fuck is happening in my story? Uh, this is meant to be my time to shine. We're meant to go on like a couple's holiday together. And clearly it didn't happen. And I was on the phone with Megan and just talking about how shit everything felt and like yeah and we were just like a back and forth but like the way me and Megan would talk and we'd had many conversations like this where it would be talking about our shittiest moments but always making jokes around it and it's what you do I feel like it's what everyone does with their friends it's like you never sit there and go this is shit I'm gonna cry you go this is shit I'm gonna cry crack a joke halfway in between snot cry and then crack another joke you know and then that kind of conversation we were having it just made me laugh, like, from a very sad place. Um, and go, Megan, wouldn't it be funny if we created something called Asian Girls of Therapy? Because we're two Asian girls who clearly need therapy. Um, and we couldn't afford it. So we decided to write about it instead and be our own therapy in a way. But yeah, and Megan was the one who, like, I literally just, I chat a lot of shit sometimes. So that was, like, one of the things I just said to Megan. And literally the next day, Megan had shared a Google Doc with me title Asian Girls in Therapy. It was working title Asian Girls in Therapy, we should add, because we thought we'd come up with something better. I feel like one of the other suggestions was Blenderhead at one point, because... Oh! <laughs> yeah. And Megan was literally like, no, that doesn't sound good. So we stuck with the working title, which was Asian Girls in Therapy, which then just worked. Like, I don't know, by the time we got to the end of it, we were like, yeah, there really isn't anything else. To, it's two Asian girls in therapy. That's what it's about. But Blender yeah, that Google head. Doc just... Sorry, sorry? to Blender Head, Channel 4, coming soon. Just saying. I know, there's a world in which Blender Head exists, but maybe it wasn't just this, just fit for this world. Yeah. But yeah, I feel like Asian Girls in Therapy was our like strongest contender name-wise. But then we just wrote, like literally, it would be Megan wrote the first scene and she was like, Gerja, read and tell me what you think. And I was like, oh, okay. And then I read Megan's scene and then just would just riff off of that. And then I'd write the next scene, Megan would write the next. And then we just started really having fun with it. And then we'd literally just be sat making each other laugh in our own bedrooms on Google Doc. And also just the going through the motions of what the girls go through within the play, which struck tightly with us, I guess. And then that's how it kind of ended up flowing. And then we did, so we didn't actually have an R&D for it. We didn't have an R&D. We didn't have any dramaturgical support or anything with it. It was literally just me and we, Megan. Sorry, we did yeah. have, because I went to see oh, one yes. of writers I've met a few writers actually from the BC culture, B British East Southeast Asian culture, because I went to watch her play. And so I was like, Amy Ung, I was like, could you, I had this play, I just really need some feedback. So I reached out to her, I reached out to Julie, I reached out to quite a few of them and be like, hey, could you just help me read it? And they were really helpful. They were like, okay, the format here is wrong. Da, da, da. And they were like, okay, the therapist needs a bit more bit more strong backstory so even though we didn't have any dramaturg we had the feedback of at least writers professional writers in the industry with years of experience and that just helped us create our first draft which was ready for a first read-through happened back in 2020 was it january or february in 2022 i remember yeah February yeah. probably. Yeah. yeah. I remember it was it was happened early because I, I told Gurja I submitted for the votes in the, in September and I was like, We're gonna get it. You're gonna get it. I have I I, I just it's like a gut feeling that told me this this is you're gonna get it. Which we did. So yeah. Megan's gut instinct is quite strong because even with Camden French, I was like, Megan, we're poor. We're not going to be able to do it. And no. Megan was like, well, I've already applied. And so it's going to happen. We're going to find it somehow. And it did happen. And we did find it somehow. So. You know, when there's a will, there's a 
there there's a there's a fucking way but how dr sarah came about was very interesting me and Gerda had a tough time tough right so tough because we did not know who this woman was and what she was going through and so it was actually interesting to have rags on board because then we knew rags and we kind of knew ah you know that this woman could have this kind of situation and Gudra really helped a lot with this because I'm not a writer or rather this was my first writing but Gudra has had experience I'd say so she really helped a lot and built Dr. Sarah. Uh, Megan also of- likes to say she's not a writer too often and she's written so many things now that I'm like Megan whether you like it or not I think you're a writer. <laughs> I just I don't know. Imposter syndrome. Yeah. I don't know. I just feel like, yeah, whatever. Whatever goes on. So that that is that is how the first draft came about. And how, before I really dive into the show, I really want to ask, which is how much changed from the vaults to the fringe and what was kept versus what was taken out? Mm, so the vaults was interesting because we, a vault, we had self-directed it. We had written it and we had we were acting in it. So it was you really found out the feedback from how the audience reacted to you in that moment and what parts they got and they were with and they didn't. So the first thing before we did the vaults, we did a read through just on Zoom with a couple of mates of ours and we just asked them for feedback. And the biggest feedback was um, the role of Dr. Sarah needs to be more fleshed out. We want to know more about her. And so that was the first thing that we did from just before going into the vault was fleshing out Dr. Sarah a bit more. And then from doing it at the vault, I feel like just by doing it and performing it in front of an audience, you kind of, as an actor, start sensing what parts are difficult to say and therefore need a change and what parts. I mean, for the majority of it, I feel like the structure mainly changed for in terms of how it was directed because we had no, we were self-directed. We kept it very simple. But for the difference, the main difference between Camden Fringe and Vaults and the main thing that me and Megan kind of asked the directors that we interviewed at the times was we want it more elevated. We want the stakes to be higher and we want it to look very dynamic in the space with all the lights, costume and a set because um, we had a bit of pot of money to put towards it as opposed to Vaults. It was just fully no no costs, no nothing. So yeah, so I think that's what we got. That would be the main difference. I would say, yes, we had some line changes here and there. Some monologues were like shifted to sound a bit better and more less clunky for the actor but I feel like the main change came from Noella's direction and it just kind of gave it a through line you know Uh, like just even having the actors like Kieran sews within the new direction version of it for the Camden Fringe she sews throughout and she has this relationship with her father's shirt and that was something that wasn't there at the vaults Megan had like her costume changes and that was very you know it's very important to Chon to look a certain way because that's how she presents herself so she has the most costume changes but that wasn't there at vaults so I feel like the direction and like just having moments of symbolism throughout just allowed it to be so much more fleshed out than we could have imagined which was exactly what we wanted we wanted somebody to come in and put their taste to it it's also the set the set made the difference I think for mm-hmm. Dr. Sarah the set was the biggest Rex you know when you first started at vaults you just had a chair with your hands and book right but with this fringe she had a proper desk she had a little well, she had a mug my mug um, <laughs> she had all my stuff okay because it's in my house but she had things to play with and I'm pretty sure for Rex as the actor it was so good to have stuff there because you didn't have that so I feel the set was the biggest the set and the props were the biggest thing the biggest changes because then we had things to play with in the space which is nice. How was it for you, Rax, in terms of vaults versus fringe? Obviously, vault was one night, fringe was a couple of nights. Did you feel like there was a bit more room to play around as well as in rehearsals? You know how sometimes when you go back as an actor, you're like, oh, I should have done that. Oh, I can play around with this more. I can do this more. I think well, what, what Meg said, it's true with the whole like having something, something as simple as having a desk versus just having a chair and a notebook just made a whole lot of difference because I literally had so much room to play with. And like something that I really liked about Noella was that even though we'd be like, okay, we're going to do this and maybe get up here and maybe, you know, sit down here. She was like, but always keep it fresh. Like if one day you feel the impulse to do something different, then just do it. So that left so much more room to play with. And that was really cool. Whereas when we did it at the vaults, you know, it was like, like, you know, like, okay, no, we're just going to keep it this way. And we're just going to do it like this. It was also nice to have so many props 
that we didn't have in the first time with the balls. Because with the balls, my only prop was my notebook. And that was absolutely it. My notebook and my glasses. And then this time around, I had like a spray bottle because I had to spray my plants. I had Megan's cup, um, which was like a whole part of Dr. Sarah. You know, I had like papers, my books. I had uh, a radio. And like, it was just... it's. It's little things that really does make a difference because it just it just gives you so much more opportunity to like play with and yeah it was just it was it was great and um <clears throat> it was really nice also to see Asian girls in therapy through well Noella's eyes because obviously when we did it at the vaults it was like okay so you know we were directing it ourselves it was like okay this is how we see it with what we have and then with Noella it was like okay that this is how I see it so it was really interesting because it was just really interesting to see how it could change depending on the person who's directing it because you know we have different visions for it so that was really cool I'm intrigued to know, and I think this touched on the Everything Theatre article, which because therapy is such a space which I think we're conscious of in the last couple of years, I think like writing about it and writing from self-experience. What I'm intrigued to know is like, how much research do you do? How much safeguarding do you do? And how much do you serve the world of the story? So I did do a lot of research on Dr. Sarah. Well, it, it wasn't like, it was more like I use my own therapies for the research. It was very interesting because obviously, you know, every I feel like every therapist is different. But in this case, I was like, I feel like Dr. Sarah, you know, being Latina and having all of that background and everything, I was like, it's great that I can use my own therapist because she's Latina. And like she, Dr. Sarah, I remember Noella being like, you know, she's kind of like, she's very motherly in her approach and whatnot. And I was like, oh my God, my therapist is a mom. And that's something that I actually love about her. Like she is the best. I absolutely love her. And I was like, you know what? I'm going to ask her, you know, how it is to be a therapist. And so big part of my research was basically just having a conversation with her. And then everything that she told me was just very interesting. And then one of the key things that she said was like, she was like therapists, listen way more than they talk and that's like a key thing that you should put into your character she was like listening is such an important thing like we do double the listening that we do the talking and I was like oh that's really cool and it's like I kind of like like she said and I was like yeah of course that makes sense but actually hearing it I was like oh my god yes yes you're absolutely right and I was like mind blown so obviously I, I did that sort of research. I also had some feedback from things that Megs would tell me about her sister because her sister is also, you know, a psychologist. So like things that she would say. And it's just like from those two things, I kind of like fed Dr. Sarah. And then I was like, okay, I'm going to grab this thing from what Megs said. I'm going to grab this thing from what my therapist said. And then just kind of like build it on together and then grab Noella's vision of Dr. Sarah and just be like, okay, how can I, you know, just kind of like, so all of this together and create Dr. Sarah, which was very cool. And it was very uh, interesting. And I absolutely loved doing because I think Dr. Sarah is so different from me. Dr. Sarah is so different from me. So it was really cool playing her because it, I think it's the most still and the most chill I've ever been as a character. Because usually my characters are like either all over the place or, you know, like just, it was just so different. But it was it was a really cool experience. And doing the research was just so interesting because it was like, oh, my God, I've never had to play a character like this. So I feel like in rehearsals, I guess the first thing we had said is especially like from when we started rehearsing it for the vaults and continued on for Camden Fringe was I guess even the way you do rehearsals is affected by it because you know you're talking about themes like suicide you're talking about mental health you know you're talking about quite strong themes that can be a trigger for people in the room for yourself for us I think as you know in the first take for the vaults we were the directors slash producers and you know you're kind of aware that you're in charge of the rehearsal room so I think for us making it aware for everyone in the space that if at any time you need a breather if at any time you want to stop do so say so and we can like accommodate for that and yeah we, we even though like we never had any funding we weren't in a professional rehearsal room or anything we wanted to make it as professional as possible we wanted to make it as safe as possible for the actors in the room to feel safe to do to tell the story and to serve the story but without it feeling like oh I have to do this and low-key I'm feeling like I need to have a break I have a breather so I guess that's how we kind of accommodated it in the sense for rehearsal 
And in the sense of writing for it, a lot of, you know, the technical terminology and stuff, we had to, you know, I feel like me and Megan knew the parts where we were like, we don't know about this. We need to ask somebody. So we would ask people who worked in the field or would do research. But even the research we did, we always felt it necessary to ask somebody who worked in the field. My sister also has a psychology background. Uh, so it that kind of all, you know, us having people that we knew who work in the field, I think that was our clear go-to. Uh, but there, yeah. But I feel like there's, you know, because there's an element that as a writer, you can have, you know, free reign with when it comes to, you know, creating the character and like, oh, she's got this funny ism about her and she's got this going on in her backstory as a therapist. But I think when it comes to her diagnosing the clients, that needed to be specific. And I think those are the areas that me and Megan would go through and constantly be like, no, this area, this area. And those areas were the ones that we'd then get checked, even if it was just for terminology, because I feel like, you know, we, we did have many therapists come to see the show without knowing, you know, and we didn't want them to think, of course, it is a dramatical world. So they did come up to us and be like, you know, at this point where Dr. Sarah says this, I would have lost my license. <laughs> but, um, but in the sense of what they were saying and what Dr. Sarah as a therapist was experiencing, was true which is what we wanted we wanted them to be able to see themselves you know because as well as Asian girls being able to relate to us Asian girls or just people being able to really relate to us as people in therapy we want people to also be able to relate to Dr Sarah and the fact that as a therapist just because you're a therapist doesn't mean you don't need therapy sometimes you know what I mean like you know you're dealing with really heavy emotions all the time so I think that's what it was for me and Megan in terms of writing Dr Sarah. And I think in terms of like, how do I separate the two character and me? I don't know about the two of you, but the list is the biggest thing because the list I see, ah, this is another person. This is not me because the list is what people say about me, what others say about me, what I say about others. So you kind of see this is a separate person from me. You know, this is Chan. I'm Megan. So that's how I safeguard myself because Chan is this person that I'm kind of helping embody uh, but I'm not necessarily the woman, you know, or the girl. So to me, the list really helps in terms of separating not me not diving too deep into myself and, and, and kaboom. So that's one way. And also relaxation. Relaxation to just get everything out of it after rehearsal is so good because you just let it all out and you're fine. You're back to normal. All right, who wants to go first again? So it was Raf's first, but we can we can do Meg or Goju. Which one wants to do rapid rounds? I'll go first. All right, you'll go first. All right, I think you would like to say from your experience from leaving Central to now being in the industry that has been like challenging, but has also been like effing amazing. Challenging thing is uh, finding ways to creatively stimulate yourself because you're no longer in an environment that does it for you. And the most amazing thing is finding a community outside of Central that is buzzing. Like I hadn't connected with the South Asian specific creative community and realizing that actually there's so many of us out there is so amazing because it's like, oh, wow, I can do a project with this person, that person. And the opportunities are endless. That's what it feels like. A tip on fundraising. Let's do that. On fundraising, make sure you have family that supports you. <laughs> but, <laughs> but thank you, Megan's mom. Shout out to you. Um, but yeah, honestly, just open a crowdfunder and post it everywhere possible. We that's what we did. And friends, family do end up contributing. Even a little goes does go a lot of way. You know, it doesn't sound it's, people say that a lot, but it honestly does. But just keep on posting like mad on socials. <laughs> Three things about the industry that could do with or without. Do with the industry could do with more kindness. I feel like people make the industry out to be like it's really this difficult place. It's not. It's you know, you can the industry is what you want the industry to be. So be kind if you're going to be a part of it because then people will be kind, you know? What also they could do without is this notion of the industry is really closed off. You make the opportunity, somebody else will also open their door and make an opportunity. You kind of just got to take the reins with it. Um, What's your favorite part of the job? Favorite part of the job? Being able to create my own work. I feel like that's where I found the most power in, so yes. <laughs> a role or a project or a story you would like to do, but haven't done yet? Oh, uh, something that's in the works and that I would really love to do is a brown girl serial killer because, oh my lord, I would love to kill people. <laughs> I agree with you. I want to see, like, more fucked up stories. Yeah. <laughs> so here for it. Like, yeah, so here for it. Um, A tip on how to handle the audition room. Make it 
about learning. You know, you have this moment with the director to redirect you. Just use it as an opportunity to learn as opposed to I'm going to show my best because sometimes that puts too much pressure on yourself. So just use it as an opportunity to have some one-on-one time with the director and you're testing out your skills set. A tip on working on the character, whether that is from self-taping, whether that's being in the audition room or whether that's booking the job and working on it. Find a playlist. I feel like that really helped with us a lot. Find music. that if, If music is what resonates with you as a person, for me... I love getting music to attach to a character because it just helps open up the character in a fun way for me to access. A tip on pitching your project. Clarity in why you want to tell the story you're telling and why the person you're telling it to should listen. Uh, Because just through experience of me and Megan doing it, they're not going to want to listen if you ain't telling them why they should, why this story is important and imperative. I think you would like to impart on somebody, but you never got told. I think I would like to impart on somebody. Oh, life isn't taking you as seriously as you are taking life sometimes. <laughs> Honestly, I feel like laugh. If, if if life was a person, it would be like the laughing Buddha. So you just got to laugh with it sometimes, honestly, because, yeah. <laughs> All right. One thing you would like for people to take away with them, either having worked with you or known you for a long time or just a brief second. Oh, warmth. It, that's one word, but I would I would want them to want to work with me again. And I would want to them to feel safe and warm and hugged and mothered. I thought you were just going to be like warm temperature. <laughs> temperature. Hot, hot, feel hot. <laughs> <laughs> what do you feel like is your strength as an overall artist and something you feel like is also a challenge, but you're working on? Okay, something that I think is my USP. I would hope it's just me as a person. <laughs> Again, I would hope that I'm well welcoming enough to a team and I have clarity in what I want them to yeah warmth warmth is the word but yeah I just would want them you know sometimes I just want people to feel safe I think that's my main thing I want people to work with me and feel like you know what I had a banging time because I didn't feel like I was anything was expected off me you know I had fun that's what I want to think I'm fun auntie I'm a cool mom that's what I want to think but um (laughs) something that's challenged I feel like as Asian women Obviously, working in a room full of like women from different ethnicities was great. But sometimes, you know, I don't know how it would be bringing a project like this to a white team or what. But like sometimes when me and Megan have been in interviews, it's been the sense of like, if you were to take the Asian narrative out of this, what would it be? And it's like, the whole point is that it's an Asian narrative, man. You can't take it out. <laughs> I mean, like, then it wouldn't be a story, you know? So that's what I would want. Um, I think that's what's still challenged is the essence of there being strong, powerful, multifaceted Asian women representation. And sometimes if that's the story we want to tell, that's the story we want to tell. So, uh, yeah. All right. This is quick. Be quick. Be bloody okay. quick. The next section is called If I Was. If you were a movie, what would the original title of that movie be? Oh, my gosh. Complex. Okay, complex. What? Or give me three actors that was in it. Madhuri Dixit, um, and I would have oh, um, Ivana Lynch, um, because they'd work in a movie together, and oh, Viola Davis. Sorry, Megan and Rax, you didn't make the cut. But thank <laughs> you for being there. Apparently, she doesn't support you enough to include you in that movie. Give me the logline of this film. Go. That's gonna be on IMDb quickly. Three, two, um, one. Life is difficult. <laughs> <laughs> okay. If you were a drink, what drink would you be? Um, I'd be Coca-Cola. If you were a fruit, what would you be? A mango. If you were a food, what dish or cuisine would you be? I want to say pasta. Color. I mean, I like purple, but I feel like my soul is yellow. Okay, clothing item. Clothing item, a hoodie. Flower or plant and which one or which type? Oh, I like purple flowers in any form. Some flowers I like too. All right. Have you ever, is the next section, have you ever hooked up with a fellow artist or admirer? Uh, no. That's a lie. She's smiled. Why lie? Why lie? Everybody. I never know. I never know. (laughs) Have you ever flirted to get ahead? No. I really haven't. I can't flirt. I can marry you and have your kids. Yes. But, you know, but I can't be flirting. (laughs) Have you ever joined the Maha Club or done anything intimate public? Uh, No. Peed while swimming? Peed while swimming, yes. Forgotten the words. Well, I wasn't swimming because I can't swim, but I had to pee in the sea. There's a story in there. Forgotten words and made it up on the spot. Yes, all the time. Eaten within a couple of seconds of something dropping on the floor or in the bin. Oh, no. Oh, what would you rather? Cookies or cake? Cake. Rich or fame? Fame. Critical acclaim or win lots of awards? Uh, Critical acclaim. Netflix or Prime? Uh, Netflix. Fairy tale slash mythological tales or real life stories? Oh, um, mythological tales. World peace or equality? Equality. Dogs or cats? Dogs. Theatre or film? Theatre. 
All right, this next section is called Can You Improv Though? You can either pitch me in 30 seconds, a mon like do a monologue, but you have to include the following three words, or you can pitch me an idea. I have a million pound and I'm going to give it to you for this project. Okay, that's going to okay. be either a film or a series. What would you rather do, a monologue or a... I'm going to pitch you a series. Your three words are cactus, shingle, mm -hmm. and affluent. Your 30 okay. seconds in five, four, three, two, one, go. Okay, uh, it's a reality TV series that I'm pitching to you, a 10 part where we see the Kardashians and... Yeah, we see the Kardashians, uh, whilst they have shingles, because they're affluent people, grow cactuses in their homes. <laughs> 15 seconds left, but okay, I'm intrigued by this. All right, the next section is where I'm going to play something for the play, Asian Girls in Therapy, and you have to finish the line. Let's see if you remember this. She's she's sound. <laughs> we do that now. As a society, we make sad smiles acceptable responses. And no one questions it either. Because <coughs> honest... Right. Sorry? And no one questions, no one questions it either because honest emotions are too... Are too ugly, too raw. Well done. Well done, I tell you. <laughs> All right, who's up next? Rax or Meg? Let's go. I'll do it. Oh, okay, well, there you go. Oh, Rex, please go first. Okay. <laughs> Someone go. Bloody hell. All right, Rax, this is your rapid question round. All right. What do you feel like is a thing for you that has changed the most, that you've learned from the most since leaving Central? I'm more open. I used to be very closed off when it came to like talking about feelings and emotions and stuff like that, because I don't really feel comfortable with it. But then going through drama school for three years, where all you have to do is talk about your emotions and be vulnerable, that kind of like, yeah, it I definitely, oh, I'm more open and I'm more like honest to people about my vulnerabilities. Love it. Um, three things the industry could do with or without. More representation on Latin American people. Less, they could do without stereotypes because I feel like every time they stereotypes Asian girls or Latin people or like a specific ethnicity, it's always, they always go for the stereotype instead of what it really is. Oh, you know what? More original stories, because I feel like lately we've been trapped on remakes and like doing lots of sequels, whereas like we need more original stories to come to like, you know, the industry. Mm. A tip on how to handle the audition room. Just have fun. Literally just have fun. And just remember, remember that you are, I think it was Philip Zimmer Hoffman, it's something that never leaves my mind, said that he loved to audition because it was another opportunity to, for him to do what he loved, which was acting. Mm. So it's like, literally, just have fun. You have an audition, just, it's another chance for you to do what you love. Mm. Nice, love it. Um, a tip on working on the character, whether that is for self-tapes, auditions, on projects, whatever it is. I feel like I'm quoting so many people, but I think it was Viola Davis who said, always go for like the weird option. Mm. Um, and I think Reese Witherspoon also said that I, I was hearing a podcast about her on backstage and she was saying that sometimes going for the weird option, you know, like she, she'd be like, oh, I'm, you know, they, they got an audition and then she'd be like, oh, what would this be if the actual person was secretly a serial killer? And then she would do it. And like, it's so much more interesting to see something like different than to see what you would usually go for, if that makes sense. Mm, mm. Uh, a thing you would like to impart on somebody, but you never got told. I think I would say it's not the end of the world because being Period. in a career like this, <laughs> like being in a career like this, where you get so many rejections and so many no's, you know, it could be like, it could be quite devastating to be like, oh, I didn't get this and I really wanted it. But at the end of the day, it's not the end of the world. You're always going to get another chance and you always have to keep on trying because you will get that yes. One thing you would like for people to take away with them, either having known you for a long time or just met you for a brief second. Laugh until life makes sense. <laughs> Laugh until life makes sense. Not warmth, Gertrude. <laughs> 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 just want to say that. Um, your strength as an actor or as an artist overall and something you feel like is a challenge but you're working on so a usp versus something that is challenging and you're working on stillness is a challenge for me so that was a challenge when doing dr sarah but i'm working on it and i think dr sarah actually opened quite a lot of doors because i was able to get that stillness with her so like that's something i'm definitely working on i have a hard time playing characters that are just listening i'm more used to more chaotic characters <laughs> that being said dr sarah had a lot of chaotic moments and then I like to think that I'm very good with comedy. 
I feel like I'm, <laughs> I'm very good with comedy and like comedic timing and all of those things. So like that kind of comes quite naturally to me. The next thing is if I was, if you were a movie, movie, an original title, an original title of that movie be. Okay, so I would say title, what the fuck, subtitle, but I'm working with it. Give me the log line. <laughs> when everything goes wrong. <laughs> uh, three actors that would star in it. Ooh, uh, Anne Hathaway, she would be me. I would say, uh, oh my God, ooh, Julie Andrews and um, Emma Thompson. Is Julie Andrews still alive? Yes, yes. Oh my God, yes, she is. Sorry, sorry. Um, oh, again, actually, I'll change Emma Thompson for Ana de Armas because I need some Hispanic representation. No, you went with your gut feeling and it's not to cast any ethnic people. Also, Gertrude and Meg, you didn't make the cut. Thank you again. Meg, you better not choose people in this chat as well because you better be revengeful and petty as hell. All right, if you were a drink, what drink would you be? Ooh, uh, you know what? I'll be a milkshake, chocolate milkshake. If you were a food, what dish or cuisine would you be? I'll be my nachos because they're amazing. Okay, I haven't <laughs> had them, so we'll be the judge of that, I will say. If you were a color, what color would you be? Rainbow. Clothing item. Ooh, um, I would be my very loose green shirt that I have, which is very comfortable. Flower or plant in which type? I would be a cherry blossom. Have you ever, is the next section, hooked up with a fellow artist or admirer? No. Have you, see, do you see how there was no line there? Have you ever joined the Mile High Club or done anything intimate public? Nope. Flighted to get ahead? Nope. Heed while swimming? <laughs> yes. <laughs> Forgotten words but made it up on the spot? Oh yeah, definitely. Eaten within a couple of seconds of something dropping on the floor or in the mm -hmm. bin? No, I'm a germaphobe. Cookies or cake, which would you rather? Cookies. Rich or fame? Fame. Critical acclaim or win lots of awards? Critical acclaim. Netflix or Prime? Netflix. Fairy tales or mythological tales or real life stories? Ooh, mythological tales. World peace or equality? Equality. Dogs or cats? Dogs. Theatre or film? Film. Can you improv those the next section? So 30 seconds, you can either pitch me a monologue or a screenplay, let's say. Um, which would you rather? Do screenplay. Okay, your three words are dandruff, somber. I don't know why I'm spelling it as somber. And um, I would like to throw either of these words so you can choose between awalita, kuparacha, okay. or stones. Okay, can you write them down as well? Yeah, but you need to pick one of those three words because I. Awalita. Or kukaracha or stones. Kukaracha. Kukaracha. I don't know how to spell kukaracha, so I'm just going to spell it how it sounds. Those are your three words. What are you going to pitch to me? In three. So to go. So this is a screenplay about the movie called Dandruff and it has to do about a man who is uh, a very old man. He's a very somber person and uh, he befriends this cucaracha uh, who happens to be uh, <laughs> his, his long lost wife who when she died got reincarnated into this cucaracha. That, oh, these are good things. Do you know what I mean? All right, the next thing is I'm going to play a section and you have to finish your timing. All right. Oh then. my God. Can you hear? Well, it's not the money that's supposed to guarantee your healing. It is the mindset you practice when coming here. If you, if you knew the value of my time, your time, your loved ones, the precious minutes and seconds I go by each and every day, you wouldn't be here moaning. You'd be out there having a life. Damn. <laughs> All right, I get it. Let's see if Megan slips up. That was, now you can breathe. Meg, you're up next. Let's do this. Rapid rounds. Okay, let's go. What is the one thing you feel like you've learned most about leaving Central and now being in the industry? Rejection and accepting it. <laughs> Rejection. That's it. Um, a tip on fundraising. You need to be smart with your words and you need to be smart on which platform you use. Ooh. Three things about the industry that could do with and without and or, sorry. More representation, more kindness. I'm going to copy Adrian because it's so true. And just more openness to stories that what could have been like, and I forgot what I said now, but yeah, stories that, you know, could be. Um, a know. tip on how to handle the audition room. You got to bring yourself and your confidence because that's your power. A tip on how on working on the character. What, always I'm Russian. Gosh, you, I can't do that. Um, I always go back to my text work. Text, text, text is your answers. A tip on how to pitch your projects. I don't know how to explain this, but you need to bring your essence 
like it's like a one liner of what your pitch is and it needs to stand out i think you would like to impart on somebody but you never got told breathe <laughs> breathe no i mean i just learned time, by myself i just it's, it's more like um when i grew up everything's all about efficiency go 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 no one ever told you to relax stop and breathe mm. so. one thing you would like for people to take away with them having known you for a long time or just met you for a brief second that i will be with you i'm here for you and i'm next to you I thought that was going to be the Friends theme tune, but no. Stre your strength as an overall artist, something you feel like is like your thing, your dynamite, and something that you feel like is a challenge, but you're working on. Uh, I'm cute, and I have a lot of energy. Uh, wait, so the energy bit is your challenge, and the cute bit is... Oh, sorry. Sorry. My challenge, oh my god, my challenge would be, oh, not taking myself so seriously. I just overthink so much. It's... It's annoying. If you were a, is the next section. If you were a movie, what would the original title of that movie be? First thing that comes into your head. Uh, love me, don't leave me. A log line, go. Uh, I, I struggle, but I, I will I will get through it. But By the way, I think there is a film called Love Me, Don't Leave Me, but I'll just, I'll allow it. Oh, right. love me, dot, 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 exclamation mark. Oh, okay, cool. Well, give me three actors that would star in it. You better be revengeful. revengeful. Michelle Yo, Donnie Yen, Stephanie Sue. Learn from this, you guys. Learn from this. There is no life for all three of you together after this. <laughs> if you were a drink, what drink would you be? <laughs> Ice water. If you were a food, what dish or cuisine? Chicken rice. If you were a fruit, what would you be? Strawberry. Color. Orange. Clothing item. Uh, cargo jeans. Flower or plant and which type? Plant? I don't know what type. <laughs> all encompassing plants this plant this plant potos a potos plant okay have you ever is the next section hooked up with a fellow artist or admirer no have you ever flirted to get ahead no i feel like there's lies in there a little bit oh there's no gonna lie to you have you ever joined the maha club or done anything intimate public no peed while swimming yeah forgotten words but made it up on the spot Oh, yes. Eaten within a couple of seconds of something dropping on the floor or in the bin. No. Wow, you guys are really prim and proper. What would you rather, cookies or cake? Donuts. <laughs> not the option. <laughs> rich or fame? Rich, always rich. Critical acclaim or win lots of awards? Critical acclaim. Netflix or Prime? Netflix. Fairy tales or mythological tales or real life stories? Real life stories. World peace or equality? World peace. Dogs or cats? <laughs> Dogs. Theater or film? Film. Uh, can you improv those the next section? I'm going to give you three words. What are you going to pitch to me? A screenplay, a TV show, or a um, monologue? Screenplay, let's go. Okay, your three words are banjo. What the fuck is a banjo? It's an instrument. Okay. Timeless and carotene. Ker what's carotene? It's like a hair treatment situation. Like it's a hair situation. Wow. Like, have you never heard of like people being like, oh, I'm going to get a kerosene treatment. It's like for your hair. Okay. okay I'll... Else as well, but I've always heard of this. That, and I was like, it's a funny word. All right. <laughs> Three, okay. two, one, go. This is a world where everything is timeless. And, and the people there are they're most famous for banjo play. And the one of the problem is that one of the person has hair problem uh but because it's timeless uh they can never fix it yeah i like the fact it was a physical pitch it wasn't just a spoken pitch all right quickly last two questions you get 30 seconds to rant about anything and everything that you want everybody loves a rant however you should start your rant or end your rant with what the chai do you feel like you have something to rant about what the chai yeah. yes you have to start or end your rant with what the chai but oh, you have 30 okay. seconds in five Four, three, two, one, rant. Sometimes everything is so difficult. I'm just not living my life the way I want it to be. But you know what? I'm 20, going to be 26. And I, I hate that the world is so unfair to me, to, to everybody I love. But you know what? I'm going to get through it. What to try? <laughs> and to end your last question with, I'm obsessed with joyfulness. I want to ask you, breathe. This is me telling you to breathe. <laughs> I'm obsessed with joyfulness and I want to know what is one thing you do for yourself that makes you feel joyful and what's one thing you do for others that makes them feel joyful I eat and for others <laughs> it's going to be so funny you don't um, feed them so don't, yeah, don't feed them. no but I will call you or I will be with you whatever it is I feel like my presence and my time is gold is the only thing I can give you so I'll give that everything to you 
Oh, can everybody unmute themselves and let's do it together. I'll be there for you. Nice. All right. Who wants to go next for the last two questions? I'll do it. All right. Rax, 30 second rant about anything and everything you want. However, you have to start with what the chai or end your rant with what the chai. Go. What the chai? Why is it so difficult to find representation? Like, what am I not offering? You want diversity? I'm Latina. You want to be something different? I'm a woman. You want to be a representative? I'm part of the LGBTQ. Fucking hell, I'm also divergent. Like, neurodivergent. Like, what the hell is happening? Because I'm, like, offering all these things and you don't want anything. But then you go and you pick the whitest girl there is. So, like, what the chai? <laughs> nice. Nice. Uh, what's one thing that you do for yourself that makes you feel joyful? And what's one thing you do for others that makes them feel joyful? Well, the first thing that came to mind was I, I love playing video games. They bring me so much joy. Um, right now I'm playing Hogwarts Legacy and it's so good. And then something that I do for others. I genuinely love cooking for other people. So like I love making nachos for my other people or like grilled cheeses or like finding like recipes and just cooking for people makes me happy. We're here for it. All right. Good. Good, 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 This is yours. You got this. 30 second rant. What the chai? In three, two, one, go. What the chai, man? I just want my future husband to come to me and uh, give me my three babies who are bloody smart and beautiful and kind. And where the hell are you? Why are you taking so much time? Honestly, I'm not asking for much. Yes, I have standards. Just fucking meet them. You know, like just. You know, when I say, can you jump, say how high, you know, that's what I want. Okay, that is what I want. I don't want anything else. I don't want you to drink. I don't want you to smoke. I don't want you to, you know, I want you to have fun and have a life. But with me, want it with me and take me on nice holidays and just my happiness should be your priority. Oh, <laughs> uh, are you dating? No. no. <laughs> As you can tell. <laughs> I think but you should... I just want a husband. I don't want to do the dating part. I just want you to marry me you know but you gotta date in order to get married i, know, I don't want to waste time because i feel like you're wasting my time but, you know what i mean go on like you're wasting my time why don't you just then get an arranged marriage through your parents you know it's getting there and that's what's scary because i, I want to be able to tell my kids a love story and it's just gonna have to be i fell in love with your father the first year I was no but him. should i tell you what somebody said this the other day which i thought was really interesting and they were quoting somebody else they said when you fall in love and like then you get married later your peak is at the start of your relationship where you fall in love whereas sometimes when you like come through assisted or arranged marriages you fall in love slowly so like your peak is yet to come so like what would you rather be at the mountaintop and then slowly come down and then go to another mountaintop and then come down would you rather start low and then work your way up yeah i just want them to come in like a hero and just be good consistently and i know everyone says that's not possible but if you're not perfection then i don't want you anyway you know <laughs> has everybody watched indian matchmaking <laughs> No, well, I think there will be a new person in our circle. They'll be going on there very soon. See, my auntie ain't gonna be able to help me. I'll be like, I want a person. She'll be like, it's too much, darling. It's too much. <laughs> I think, I think you should go on there. All right. What is one thing that you do for yourself that makes you feel joyful? What's one thing you do for others that makes them feel joyful? Um, I love spending time with myself. I love watching um Harry Potter again and again on repeat. That brings me joy. And what brings uh what I do to make other people joy? Hopefully, I can make them laugh. Hopefully, I can you know make them feel like life is not that stressful. Warmth. 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 I'll give them warmth. <laughs> Well, everyone, that brings us to the end of the episode. I hope you enjoyed that. If you haven't already, make sure to subscribe so you never miss out. And don't forget to rate and comment on whichever platform you're listening this episode on. You can also become a patron and a supporter of the show by subscribing for as small as £5 or as I love saying $5.50 on Patreon. I will put the information of the artist on the episode and any of the links in the description of this episode. So make sure to check that out. But as of now, I will leave you as I always do. Breathe in and breathe out. Namaskar, which means now I must go. That is copyrighted and I will sue. <laughs> Until next time, stay curious. <laughs>